Welcome to the Motivation Without the Hype podcast with your host, Jez Perez. He's an author, high-performance coach, and motivational speaker. This show brings you inspiring messages and interviews to unleash your greatness in life and in business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Motivation Without the Hype podcast show. My name is Jez Perez, a former procrastinator into an action taker. We bring you inspirational messages and interviews, including motivational insights, tips, principles, and proven strategies that you can take action on without the hype in unleashing your greatness in life and in business. Now, we appreciate you plugging in and spending time with us. And we have a very special guest all the way from Canada. And by the way, guys, it's Thanksgiving over there in this time of this recording of this podcast. So I'm really grateful. It's a very special treat to have her on our show. Now, she is Elizabeth, and that's her name. She is a transformational speaker, author, and coach. Now, she helps women develop their strengths, identify their weaknesses, and grow as individuals. The emphasis is moving on from her pain to passion to purpose through personal and leadership growth, getting out of the wheels to work on the vision for her life and developing the plan that will help manifest that vision. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Jazz. Oh, I love your energy. <laughs> yeah, I, I can know. feel it over here. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so please tell yeah. us who you are and what you do. So I am just, you know, a simple uh, lady who literally moved from, you know, pain to passion to purpose to pay. You know, I, I use my story to contribute to the healing of the world. You know, I really built everything off of my story. Um, I'm a mom. I'm a servant. I am a lover of life. I'm a brain surgery survivor, um, or Victor, I should say. Um, yeah, just, you know, Elizabeth Correa. She's, she's just a regular woman, a real woman who strives to help real people. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, you've gone through a personal journey yourself and you mentioned about these taglines of going from pain to passion, to purpose, to profit. And I love those, those P's because there are, it is actually a process. So can you just share us, um, you know, those insights and how you going through that journey and what's it's done for you so far? Because right now you're kicking goals and you're inspiring the world and you're empowering, empowering women at the same time. Yeah. So it is a process. <laughs> I like that you use that word because it's definitely a process. Um, and I will say, Jazz, it's not something that I, I went looking for. You know, I didn't go looking for this calling, this platform, you know, um, these gifts that God has given me. I didn't, it wasn't something I went looking for. I discovered my calling, my purpose while fighting through my pain. So while I was healing and fighting through my pain and, you know, basically doing a number of things, attending workshops and seminars and conferences and women's groups and, you know, hosting these little meetups in my house at the time, um, while I was doing all of this work, I discovered this passion um, of mine, this, this passion that I had to, to serve, 
to empower, to inspire, to use my story, to say to that other woman in the room, you know, I hear you, I see you, I feel you. And I know, I know what it's like. And, and I also know that there is light, there is light. And if you do A, B, C, D, you know, which is a number of things, everything from taking care of your health to forgiving, you know, um, that this too shall pass this, you will find your greatest, you know, mission in life out of that pain. Right. So, you know, I, I went through the pain and while I was healing through the pain, I discovered my passion, uh, which I just shared. And then I was lucky enough to make that passion my purpose. You know, I, I, I thought I said to myself, this is what I want to do. I want to empower young girls. I want to speak to women. I want to, you know, speak to them along this journey of overcoming adversity, you know, along their emotional healing journey. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a voice for women and young girls. And, and so I made it my purpose. And so I went from pain to passion and I made it my purpose. You know, I was doing it for free. I didn't even think about money. I, to be honest, the very first time someone asked me what my fee was to speak, I, I, I didn't even know what they were saying. I was like, my fee? I didn't say that out loud, but, you know, I went and did my research after we're talking, you know, 13, 14 years ago. Um, and, and then I was, you know, blessed to be able to turn that pur- purpose into a profitable business into, and to, yes. to pay, you know, to pay. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, like, and I, I like how you mentioned from, because everyone goes through certain pains, certain traumas. Uh, circumstances and situations and you know sometimes you know these things shape our values and our beliefs and there's there's a shift in your life and and so there has to be a a process of healing at the same token and everyone goes through different journeys in life and some of them could be drastic some of them could be less drastic uh less drastic or dramatic but how important is to heal from that like heal from trauma and how does it really you know affect our relationship personally or even professionally. Oh geez, it, it it does. It does heal your it does affect your um you know what it is that you're out there doing, you know, both personally and professionally in relationships and business. It has a huge impact on that. Um you know, I like to call it, you know, I'm I'm now healing, uh, leading while healing, but there was a time in my life where I was leading while bleeding. And, you know, I was bleeding, you know, I had all these wounds and, um, I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't, you know, being patient with myself along that journey of healing. You know, I just wanted things to, to, to be now. And I want to get to that position now. And I want to make that kind of money now. And, you know, on the back end of things, I was, there were so many broken, um, parts of me that needed to heal and I had to really take the time to do that because it was affecting even projects. I was a great starter, but horrible finisher. You know, I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't able to um, genuinely serve from a, an authentic place of healing the way I knew I could, the way I envisioned myself to do or be, because I had these things that I had to still deal with and heal from. 
you know, and that's everything from, you know, childhood trauma, um, childhood abuse, you know, sexual, physical, mental, to, you know, even things that I had to heal from my um, divorce, you know, so there were just things there that I, I really needed to heal from. And it, it makes a difference. You know, you, you know, when you're leading from a place of healing, you could just, you could just feel it. It's, um, there's no triggers. I had a lot of triggers were, which were, you know, if I was speaking to, a group of high school students and they'd ask, you know, have you forgiven your father? Have you forgiven your parents? Or, you know, and I would say, well, you know, I'm working on it. Or instead of like now I say, yes, absolutely. And it was the most empowering thing I've ever done in my life. And it's really what set me free. You know, it's how I'm able to speak to whether it's a prisoner or, you know, someone who's done something similar to what I, what was done to me, you know, I can be present and without judgment and really see what's going on and he, and listen and yeah. hear that how, person. How challenging is it to face it? Because a lot of people that go through, you know, they, they walk through life thinking that everything's okay. And they like, you know, I've kind of dealt with it yeah, and kind of brushed it off, but they're not prepared to actually face it. Mm-hmm. How do you help someone who's going through a certain situations in life in different lenses and different perspectives in lives. How do you empower someone to say, Hey, you know what? You can do this. You can actually face it rather than run away from it and not deal with it. Like, cause I know you, from your experience, I know you coach a lot of, you know, a lot of people who go through certain traumas in their lives. But how do you, how do you share and really encourage someone to actually face it, to actually overcome this? Are there certain things that you go through um, with the sessions or some techniques or some perspectives, how do you do that with, with people who are actually facing those type of traumas? Well, I mean, there's a, it's not, see, this is thing. It's not one thing, you know, when people say, you know, yeah. how did you get to this place or what, what helped you mm. to heal? And, you know, and I, it's, the, there's no way it can be just one thing. There's just no way, especially for those of us who are unpacking years of trauma, you know, which in my case it was, by the time I started unpacking all of this, I was, you know, mid twenties. Um, when I really started to unpack it, started to kind of sense, uh, you know, feel a sense of healing, um, was like later twenties, but I had been doing a lot of work in, in between that. Um, when they asked that, I'm like, it's not, it's not one thing. I wish I could just say, Hey, it was this one thing, but <laughs> Excellent. yeah, you know, if I, if I were to number it down, I, I would say, um, you know, step by step, number one is to definitely make the decision. I think sometimes the hardest part is making that decision, like the concrete decision, like I am going to, you know, for people who smoke, I am going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop today. Like not, oh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop in the new year. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to quit next week or yeah. no, I'm going to stop right now today. <laughs> like whatever, you know, it is that your bat people are battling with, you know, the viewers who are listening. Um, you know, if it's forgiveness, I'm, I'm going to forgive and I'm going to work on that process as of today. So as of today, what do I need to do? Maybe I need to write a letter. Maybe I need to just, you know, vomit it all out. Like just talk about what happened to me and what they did. And, you know, um, so really just making the decision is number one. And then a number of things, um, number one, you want to find a community or a group of people, some form of group 
Um, and when I say group, it could be three, four people, um, you know, where you feel safe enough to share your story because storytelling is probably one of the most liberating things that I did. And whether, whether that was, you know, through my, cause I wrote a book about my story and, um, it's like 400 pages. And this was one of the most liberating healing things I, I did most therapeutic things I, I did in terms of my, my healing journey. Um, and it was both writing it and sharing it, speaking it with, with a group of people, because something happens when you're sharing it, you're talking about it, you're processing it, you're aware of what happened. You're not ignoring it. You're not shoving it under the carpet. You're not embarrassed of it. You're not living in shame because of it. It, It's, you start to feel liberated. The sense of freedom, just, okay, like it happened to me, but it also happened to her and her and her and her, and I'm okay. And I'm still loved and I'm lovable and I'm worthy. And this, this is just something that happened. It's not, doesn't define me. It doesn't define my destiny. It's, you know, so you start to really process it um, when you're speaking about it and sharing it and writing it, those three things. So I started doing all of that in the very beginning stages of, of my journey. Um, I was in my early 20s. My boyfriend at the time was murdered in front of me, died in my arms through road rage. And um, that was when I went, I was like, okay, I this is it. Like I've... I've I don't know how much more of pain I can take because it was like one thing after another, after another, I'd, you know, lived in many foster homes. Um, I got separated from all my siblings. I was a teen mom, you know, it was just, it was hell. And that was my breaking point. That was when I started to, um, I, you know, I, I like to say I, I was saved in the eyes of the church. <laughs> That's when I started going to church and, Um, you know, and it's just, that's what worked for me. It's not, it's not everybody's journey. It was my journey. So, you know, when people say, well, how did you heal? That's, that was a part of my journey. And that was where I felt safe, um, safer than I've ever felt in my entire life. That was where I started sharing my story, talking about what happened in my childhood and everything. Um, so I, I would say the power of storytelling and community were two big, big things. And then, you know, in terms of what contributed to my level of self-worth and, and how I felt my self-esteem that came from, um, falling in love with growth, with personal growth. You know, the, the more I learned, the smarter I felt, the smarter I felt, the more I loved myself. It was like, Oh, like I know this new trick on how to ABCD or, you know, I, I just, I saw, so I, I fell in love with courses and personal growth and development and reading. And I've read hundreds of books and I love reading. I've been reading since I was very young. Um, and I, I literally got addicted. I was addicted to learning. I became, you know, and, and that is another form of, or an act of self-love. You know, when we, we teach women or boys or men, you know, we say, you got to love yourself. Well, what does that look like? It's more than manicures and pedicures. It's more than facials. You know, those are temporary (laughs) highs or fixes, you know, um, real, you know, self-love comes from, um, 
you know, what I just mentioned, you know, forgiving, um, community, um, taking courses, reading, learning, growing. Because if you're not learning, then you're not growing. And if you're not growing, then you're not living. That's right. You yes. know, so. And it's all part of that process. Like, it's all part of that that process of, of healing. And, you know, that, that's why certain situations we make a, a decision. And I love how you mentioned three major things that you just shared to us right now is, yeah, you're going to make the choice. You're going to make that decision because that decision to take will always determine your tomorrow, your future. Number two is be part of a community. And number three is share your story. You know, I think it's so liberating because you're not alone because those stories that you go through actually empower somebody else. Like, wow, she's done this, but look at where she is now. So storytelling is powerful. So that's liberating. You mentioned about some self-worth. Can you share what your pillars are of, of self-worth? So the, my pillars of self-worth, so to get to self-worth, um, it, it's, it's a process, you know, it's self-acceptance, self-realization, self-awareness, right? It's, it's a process. You don't just get to, to, especially if you've been through trauma, like it's, it's not that easy. You can't just read it in a book and say, okay, um, tomorrow it's going to change. Like I said, it's a number of things, right? So, you know, I think, um, Self-acceptance was the very first pillar for me because I had to accept what happened. I had to accept it with understanding, um, without judgment, first towards myself. And then I worked on judgment against them because that was not an easy process. I think self was easier, Um, you know, so becoming self-aware you know, really, it was the next um, step to that as well. So self, self-acceptance was the first for me. And then self-awareness was the second, you know, aware of where I am at currently, aware of where I want to go, who I want to be, and the process and plan to get there. So that was really, a, that was a big pillar for me as well. Um, self-respect came after, you know, respecting um, my value, you know, respecting myself, my space, my environment, my mind, my body, um, my word, you know. So that was another pillar. So it was, it was like, you know, I think when we look at things in, in terms of like the pillars, you kind of yeah. you knock one down at a time versus seeing mm-hmm. it is like seeing it as self-awareness, self-respect, <laughs> self-acceptance, self this and self. And you're like, oh, my gosh, like how? Like, how am I going to do all of this? Right. Um, and, you know, and then I, I moved on to self-love and that was a process. Um and, you know, a process to get to self-worth, you know, in order to feel worthy, you, you got to not, you got to go through those pillars. Because if you start to, if you want to feel worthy, you know, right from the beginning, and you don't want to deal with the self-respect and self-awareness and self-realization, and you don't want to deal with all, you're just, you're not going to get there. You're never going to feel right. worthy. Yeah. So after discovering and going through those pillars of self-worth, how did you really unpack purpose? Because, you know, a lot of people are still, and those who are listening, watching to the podcast show, 
you may be thinking, yeah, um, I think I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I'm leaving my passion. Uh, I don't feel that I'm fulfilled yet. You know, I want to, you know, be fulfilled and make, you know, be profitable at the same time. But I think I'm missing that link of purpose. How does one find their purpose and fueled by it so they can actually start living that they're being fulfilled mm-hmm. by doing it? So I'm glad you asked that question because I, I, I do know and believe that a life of purpose is a life well lived, you know? Oy, yeah, it's a life well lived. Whether that means your purpose is to teach people how to garden, whether that means your purpose is to rehabilitate wild animals, you know, whatever your purpose is, it doesn't have to be connected to people. And sometimes that's where we get a little, you know, you have someone who loves animals and loves working with animals and, you know, loves everything about animals, loves watching animal documentaries and, you know, everything's about animals, but you're working with um, maybe teenagers or you're working with the elderly and you still feel unfulfilled in a position where you think you're supposed to feel fulfilled. So it's like, why do I not feel fulfilled? I'm doing something great here. I'm working with, you know, um, under, you know, privileged youth or elderly who are, you know, maybe they're on their last days of life or, you know, why don't I feel fulfilled? Well, because you're supposed to be working with animals, maybe, (laughs) you know, (laughs) right. So, or, you know, maybe, you know, you, you love gardening and that's all you do and talk about. It's all you watch on TV, all the blogs that you're subscribed to everything. It's about gardening. So go work with plants, maybe, you know, so, um, I think it's really, uh, you know, recognizing what your what really lights you up, what really, really lights you up. Because jazz, like, let's, you know, keep it real here. We know that almost anything and everything today can be turned into a profitable business. Right. So I think that middle ground of like, oh, what's my purpose and how do I feel fulfilled? And I say and. Oh, and and let me make sure I add this part. Um, Your purpose can change. Like your purpose can change. Like, you know, as a speaker in the beginning years of my speaking business, I was solely focused on youth empowerment. That was my thing. I only wanted to speak to youth. And then it changed into women's empowerment. Yes. So, and not only, you know, does it, it can change in the same field, it can change fields completely. Like you could, you know, be a social worker and that's what you love. And then say, you know what? I kind of want to, I want to be an engineer or like it can change. Your purpose can and will change. If you're lucky or not lucky, I shouldn't say lucky. If you happen to be one of those people where, you know, you discovered your love for animals, like my niece, um, you know, at like five, six years old, and you're gonna you work you end up working with animals your whole life. That's amazing. That means you got to live a passion, purpose fueled, especially passion fueled life your whole life. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so clear because like there's so many scenarios that you just mentioned, and I think I want to pinpoint that because it's really powerful. Because a lot of people tend to think, okay, um, you know, this is my purpose, and that's it. But then as life goes by, you experience life, you go through different situations that defines your values. But I always say this is that, you know, 
purpose will change, but your mission will always remain the same. So your heart, your values remain the same. So yep, your purpose could interchange, but the mission. So for example, in your own life, for instance, Elizabeth is like, yep, it was more empowering young people, right? But then your purpose changed into women's and then global, but the mission will always remain the same. So things that you do in life, the purpose interchanges, but the yeah. mission and the values and who you are as a person remains the same. The mission is still the same. It's to empower lives. It's yes. to make a difference. It's to share and empower your story to others. They, they can be liberated. Yes. So I'm getting, I'm getting fired up. Yes, I like, like that. Wow, I love that. Purpose changes, yeah. but your mission remains. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, the mission. Yeah, my mission has always been to restore hope, you know, to restore hope in the world, um, to really inspire people to to believe so that they can, you know, achieve, really. Um, because any, we all have it in us, every single one of us. We have it in us to be great. And I think that's yes. what we were, you know, that is a part of our yeah. purpose is to be yeah. great. Not the greatest, so I, I, to be great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. To be great. Yeah. <laughs> no, good to great. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, I ask this question to every guest that's on the show. What is your meaning of motivation without the hype and how to use motivation for your personal success? Yeah, I think motivation without the hype for me is what, what you do behind the scenes. You know, yeah, when there's like no that. one hyping you up, when there's no social media likes, when there's no comments, when there's no subscribers, <laughs> no followers, you know, what's happening behind the scenes? Like, who who are you? You know, how are you living out your legacy when no one's watching? Does it continue in your home? Does it, you know, who are you? Yeah. Who are you as, as a friend, as a sister? You know, who, who are you behind the scenes? That, to, that, that's what I think of when I hear that statement is um, who are you behind the scenes? And, and yeah, and, and how is your mission um, continuing behind the scenes? And is it a part of who you are? You know, it's yeah. a good uh, um, self-check question, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, thank you so much, Elizabeth. It's been such an honor and privilege to have you on. Your story empowers the world. We want to make sure that that story gets shared across the global stage. And uh, look, guys, for more information, how you can get in touch with Elizabeth, everything is provided on the show notes. Please be sure to connect with her and follow her. Not tomorrow as in right now. It's all on the website. Um, she's also got a challenge so called Forgive to Freedom Challenge. And you want to get into that as well. There also have social media links provided. So please connect with her. So if this episode has been helpful and uplifting, we would love for you to write a review to inspire more listeners to get plugged in. We will continue to provide high value content in each and every episode. If you don't mind sharing this podcast show on social media by inviting others, it will mean the world to me. Every time you tag me or tag us, we will get you the opportunities or get the opportunity to share those posts. And together, we can make a difference in the lives of others through inspiration episodes just like this. So there you have it. In closing, continue to unleash your greatness and tell yourself that I can, I will, and I must, and we'll see you on the next episode.